So here we are, from playground arguments to off-the-record comments from George Lucas to it actually being affirmed in the Star Wars universe, Boba Fett is back, baby. Here he is. He has his own television show. Some of us have been looking forward to this for dozens of years, and here we are. He finally gets his own show, and we're here to talk about it. My name is Cody. Across the internet from me, talking about Chapter 1 of Book of Boba Fett is Zach. And man, Zach, I gotta ask you, you're a huge Star Wars fan. How did this episode impact you watching it 37 minutes down, and here we are? Oh, man. I want to just preface all of this by saying that I was not a fanboy of Boba Fett growing up. Okay. Um, I was Team Chewbacca. Um, I was... Nice. If I had to pick a villain, um, I probably would have gone with General Grievous. I love Boba Fett. I get it. I get the appeal, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He looks sweet. You know, he's... One-liners are great. So coming into this, I was interested. I was very interested because I don't know any history, even from the books. I've read a handful of books. I don't really know much of Boba Fett's history. So I was really interested in getting to know Boba Fett, the man behind the helmet. Mm -hmm. And I got to say that this is classic Star Wars. I mean, right up front, we got all the things that a Star Wars fan is going to love. Absolutely. But I, it's hard to say where this is going to go, man. There wasn't much in this first episode. That's very true. I, I can see what they're trying to do. I get it. They got the past and the present, and they're kind of bouncing back and forth. It's an interesting, and I mean, it's an interesting way to go, in my opinion, with storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but at the same time, it's kind of a classic way, if that makes yeah. any sense. So it's, it's sure. been done thousands of times. Yeah, seeing just the initial, the first chapter, I was kind of like, okay, hmm, interesting. Yeah. This is, this is going somewhere. Um, it's, you know, it, it, we'll see where it goes. What did you think, dude? Uh, for me, like you said, classic Star Wars, a return to form. Very, And as, as someone who appreciates the fact of, like, George Lucas's style of storytelling, this was definitely more of, like, hey, we're going to get you into the action we're going to show, 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 show. Not a lot of dialogue. Like, not a ton of dialogue within this in this first episode. The Mandalorian starts off in a very similar fashion. Like, this, this had a lot of similarities to the first episode of The Mandalorian. But if I'm going to be completely honest, being excited about Boba Fett, being excited about the show, I do have to say that this first pilot episode wasn't nearly as interesting as I thought the first episode of The Mandalorian was. There wasn't Mm. anything that really kind of hooked me into what was going on in the same way. And maybe that is because so much of it is familiar, right? Tatooine, the Hut Cartel, things that we've seen before and kind of already have an understanding of were basically being pitched a story of like, hey, Boba Fett is being thrown back into the atmosphere that he was in, but he's seeking to change it, make it more of an environment of respect than fear, right? That is mentioned in the show, the few lines of dialogue we get. I do think 
that it was fun, it delivered, and it gave us a new look on the sand people I enjoyed. But those are some of my my just overarching thoughts before we get too deep into into the episode here. But uh, where do you want to start talking here? Yeah, so what do you think about John Favreau being kind of the the creator of all of this he's he wrote the first episode apparently mm-hmm. yeah um but he's he's the main dude behind this for those that don't know john favreau he is a huge star wars fan mm-hmm. um he's also he's a big marvel comic book fan too i mean yeah. he was in you know the marvel cinematic universe so yeah you know with him at the helm of this how does that make you feel it, it makes me feel good because here's something that I've grown to appreciate about John Favreau from him being involved in The Mandalorian and with Marvel movies. And to just kind of go back to George Lucas, where Star Wars all starts, right? One thing that I think made Lucas ahead of his time was unlike other filmmakers, he had an understanding of what the up-and-coming generation of fans wanted. He had an understanding of fandom more so than your typical filmmaker. And I think that John Favreau is a similar type of storyteller. He understands fans. He doesn't necessarily just approach filmmaking and storytelling from like, I have to do something marvelous and great that my peers are going to love. Views it from the angle of like, hey, I want to create something that the masses are going to enjoy. So that has me excited about where it can go because there is something to the simplistic and timeless themes of Star Wars that I feel like the sequel trilogy didn't really lean into nearly as much, but we kind of saw with The Mandalorian and I believe we'll probably see with Boba Fett. Yeah, I agree, man. The I feel like the, the show is going to be in good hands um, because... He's such a fan of the fans. Like he mm-hmm. knows what the fans want to see. I mean, we saw that from the very beginning. Even the initial shot of just, you know, you see Hut's palace. It's just anyone who's mm-hmm. ever seen the original Star Wars knows exactly where they're at. Um, I mean, we even got the Sarlacc. We got the inside of the Sarlacc, which for those who have ever been wondering what the yeah. inside of a Sarlacc looks That was like, cool. I liked that. That was really yeah, I mean, that was a I mean, the aesthetics were there. The the, the fan appeal aesthetics were there. You got to see the inside of the Sarlacc. We got to go to a Tusken Raider encampment. It's mm-hmm. just everyone's always been wondering where, like, they live in the desert. How do they live in the desert? We kind of got to see what sustains them and kind of a little bit of what their life was like. And so Favro kind of knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I think that this is going to be in very good hands. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was the title for this episode is av- actually a Robert Heinlein book. Okay. Um, for those that, you know, go back into the archives of Parallel Quest, um, we <laughs> did a whole whole episode on, you know, the golden age of, of science, science fiction. fiction. Yeah. Yes, and Heinlein was one of those guys. Um, he's one of the, the big four or five guys that, you know, really got sci-fi up and going. And Stranger in a Strange Land was one of his books in mm-hmm. 1961. And that's the, you know, first episode um, of, of Boba Fett here. So I thought that was kind of a cool, yeah. you know, nod to Heinlein. Um, what, moving in with the story here, what did you think of the whole Tusken Raider bit? Because that's a big chunk of this first episode is Boba Fett's history with the Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. 
what what did you think of just that whole sequence? Because that's basically his past. Yeah, I liked the I liked the opening sequence, right? I I liked how they opened and they showed you how we got out of the Sarlacc pit. He was robbed by the Jawas and then kind of taken as prisoner by the Tusken Raiders. I thought that some of it was a little bit a little bit odd with just the lack of you don't understand the Tusken Raiders dialogue. You're not going to get subtitles for that. And I think part of that is nice and immersive. I like how they didn't try and add subtitles or anything for Tusken Raiders and I don't really want them to do it with Wookiees down the road either. I like the the idea that Star Wars kind of throws you in the world and you'll kind of figure it out as you go. It's not necessarily one to be picked apart, but you'll get it all once you get to the end of the story. But I thought after a while, I was like, man, we're in this Tusken Raider camp a lot, you know? <laughs> and I, I I, thought some of it was was a little weird, but I actually thought that the payoff at the end was pretty rewarding. I thought that there was... A, a good moment where you kind of get that nonverbal, like, hey, we're cool here between Boba Fett and the Tuscan Raiders, and, you know, he gives him some water. I thought that that worked, but I thought maybe it was, like, it was a lot of time with the Tuscan Raiders, and, like, yeah. the, ep- the episode had n- virtually no dialogue as it was. But I did like the little teenage Tuscan Raider. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the teenage one, what, like... My issue a little bit with the the Tusken Raiders was it kind of started with him. Actually, it started a little bit before the teenage or mm-hmm. Tusken Raider. It was first classic Star Wars logic. Tusken Raiders all have masks on, yet they're still able to drink out of these cups of water <laughs> that they uncover in the sand. So you know, it's 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 Star Wars. We let it go. But the t- I, I thought. Maybe this is a little nitpicky. I thought it was a little uncharacteristic of Boba Fett sparing uh, the teenage uh, Tusken Raider. I I just thinking back on when you first see Boba Fett and I mean, I'm talking even before the prequels when you first see him and Darth Vader gives him the command of like, you know, no disintegrations. It's like this guy's kind of ruthless. Like he's do he's whatever it takes to get the job done. And in this case, the job to get done is to survive and to get yeah. free. And he kind of pauses and he's like, ah, you know, I'll just, I'm just going to run for it. I'm not going to take this guy out. And I thought maybe yeah. I'm nitpicking, but I thought it was a little uncharacteristic okay. of Boba Fett. I don't know what you think about that, but I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about the characteristics of Boba Fett, right? He has four lines, six minutes of screen time. That's the whole like legend of Boba Fett. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but I do, it's, it's like, you do kind of have this picture of a ruthless bounty hunter, kind of a person who has been rose up out of trauma of losing his father, who was a bounty hunter, and probably just kind of embraced that lifestyle. How merciful he is, you know, we haven't really seen it. But sparing a kid, I could see that, right? Everyone kind of has a has a soft spot for the innocence of children. However, just kind of voluntarily going back to the Tusken Raider camp might have been more uncharacteristic than anything, right? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that is true. But that it does true. give us the payoff of the story and and kind of just shows like, hey, you're in debt to me now. And then it just it establishes, right? It establishes the type of 
person he's going to be now that he is like the new cartel lord, right? He is not necessarily seeking to demolish all of his rivals, but hey, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It'll be one of respect, right? I I saved this little guy. Now you guys, you're going to let me go. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of, that was kind of the understanding, I thought, by the end there. Yeah, and I think that is the theme of this first episode is we are just establishing. It's very mm-hmm. much an establishment episode. Yeah. Um, we're getting, obviously, his past, which we spend the vast majority of the episode in. Um, but then, yes, we eventually get to him in the present time, and he's trying to make amends with, you know, all the people of Moss Epsa, which... You know, fun fact is Anakin Skywalker's hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, you know, the new kingpin in town and he's wants to change things. Yep. Um, and once again, we don't get all that much. We get a cool fight scene with some, I guess, assassins that have yeah. some crazy looking shields. Yeah. Um, we get a new character and they're kind of working together. Um, what did you think of the whole you know, present day Boba Fett. Was it up to your standards? Is it something you enjoyed? I mean, it's once again, we're kind of this first episode. We're kind of like, what's there to talk about? Because not much happened in this episode. Yeah. Well, they brought Boba Fett back in the second season of Mandalorian, kind of introduced him. We kind of got an idea of what he was there. And for me, honestly, I... My my main thing I needed answered in this first episode was I didn't necessarily need all that much setup of where the show was going to go. I needed an answer of how's this dude still alive, and they at <laughs> least they at least gave us clarity on that, right? They they mm-hmm. showed that he is in the Sarlacc pit. They showed that he's struggling to survive down there, nearly suffocating, and so there there was that um, necessity fulfilled. The one thing one thing that I do have as a critique of the episode is some of the stuff at night in the desert, I couldn't see anything. So <laughs> so if there were any important story elements in there, I I just missed them because it was super dark. But I I think that as far as the character himself, I feel like it is the story of a man who understands he cheated death. And is he going to go back to being the man that he always was, or is he going to be someone new? And I think that is the the question that the show kind of sets you up with. And I think that as far as the performance goes, that was in line with what I thought they were trying to set up. Yeah, absolutely. And you see that with how he wants to run things in Moss Epsa. He wants to do it completely different than the huts. He won't even travel the same way. He won't execute former associates of the huts, even though it's kind of, you know, kosher to do that is yeah. to off the previous people and then bring in your own people. Um, so yeah, he, he wants to do things differently and it could stem from that, you know, death to rebirth. He's got a new chance at life. I'm sure we're going to spend a lot more time with the Tuscan Raiders and understand how, I mean, we have to get out of the Tuscan Raider camp, but how he, I'm sure, will eventually befriend them in some way or establishes kind of that theme of I am a new person. I am not the old Boba Fett. I am going to do things this way. Um, so, yeah, that that is what we have to look yeah. forward to. Um, 
once again, not much in this episode. Um, Favaro wanted to give us action. He gave us action. I mean, a lot more action than we've had in you know the past eight weeks with Wheel of Time. So this is sure. like a kind yeah. of like, whoa, yeah. I forgot you could do this in episodes. Yeah, right. So, so this was uh, this was nothing short of exciting. Um, but I got to be honest, I think that if I was going to grade this first episode um, of the Book of Boba Fett. This is probably like a six out of ten for me. I, okay. I I appreciate Boba Fett. I I get the appeal. Um, we were kind of talking before recording that they don't really have to do much establishing of the mm-hmm. world because we're on Tatooine. Everyone who's ever a Star Wars fan knows where they're at. They don't really even need to establish Boba Fett all that much because people are just fans because they love Boba Fett. Like they, yeah, the guy like you said, six minutes of screen time, four lines. We're instant fans. So. Yeah. They don't really have to do much to get you to like this guy. You're going to just initially like him. And so I think this first episode, besides, you know, just establishing, I think that's about all it did. And so where it's going to go um, is who knows? Like they just kind of threw all the pieces on the board and we're like, OK, we're going to mm-hmm. get to work here in the next episode. So yeah. for me, it's a six out of ten. Okay. And just so everybody knows, for our scoring system, five is kind of what we consider average. So anything above five isn't a bad score. Like, I know we associate things like six and sevens out of ten as bad scores because of how school works. But as far as, like, how we review shows and movies, that that isn't above average, right? Like, six is above average score if five is average. Uh, I'm actually going to go, and I'm going to give this one a seven out of ten because I... Me, I kind of had some expectations that I just needed answered. I needed to know how the heck Boba Fett is alive, and I needed it to be some type of satisfying way that he got out of the Sarlacc. I thought that was executed pretty well, and I wanted to see, do they continue on with these Star Wars shows in feeling like classic Star Wars? And I think they did that. And so for... For me, I I would say it's 7 out of 10. It's pretty good. It feels very reminiscent of how The Mandalorian Season 1 and 2 started off. They were both a little slow out of the gate, but have good payoffs by the time the season was over. So I do think they'll deliver on this by the time we get all the way through. But yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. I enjoyed it. All right, man. Well... I think that's about it for our first review of the book of Boba Fett. Um, unless you've got any closing words, man, um, we'll, you know, do this next week. Yeah. They're weekly episodes. This is the new format. We're back to syndicated programming. There we go. We're back. We are doing weekly reviews of book of Boba Fett. So if you enjoyed this one, give us a thumbs up. If you have any ways in which we can improve our reviews or questions for us, be sure to write them down in the comments below on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, head over to YouTube, give us a comment, write in or like whatever you want to do. And we will be here next week talking chapter two book of Boba Fett. See you later. Bye-bye.